I'm, I'm going to um, give a shout out to my brokerage here with this. So um, one of the things that American Premier Realty offers their agents is free coaching through Tom Ferry. Um, you have the opportunity. There's one to three sessions a week. It's a set time every week. So you can plan your schedule around it. And I am telling you, um, it is it. You can really reap the benefit. Welcome to the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of the local real estate market. Join us as we chat with industry experts, uncovering tips, trends, and strategies to help you navigate Maryland's real estate landscape. Get ready to elevate your real estate game. Let's dive in. Hi, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to another week of Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. This week, we have Beth Haywood with the Laura Snyder team of American Premier Realty. Beth, thank you so very much for coming on and uh, be willing to be interviewed. Oh, thanks for having me. I don't feel worthy, but... <laughs> you definitely are worthy. Uh, all of our listeners know that I'm going with the top 5% of agents in the state of Maryland, and I am picking their brains apart about the, their business in this uh, slightly down economy that we have and how they are being so successful. So girlfriend, you are in the top 5%. And I, I want to, first of all, uh, I appreciate your humbleness and your willingness uh, to be on here. Um, I'd love to have you take that humble hat off for a moment and just tell us really you are being a rock star in this market. And I'd love for you to share a little bit of that with us today. Okay. Uh, so if you would, uh, tell us why you got into the real estate business. Well, um, I, uh, just a small town girl, grew up in Carroll County, um, lived with my single mom for 11 years, um, went to live with my father and my stepmother when I was 12. And, you know, home ownership was just not something that was talked about, um, you know, no, nobody ever sat me down and said, this is what your, your goal should be. So my, um, when I was about 11, 12, I watched my oldest sister, Denise and her husband, Steve build their first home. They're still in this home. Oh. Um, I thought that was really cool. And I got to be a, a small part of that, you know, helping to stain wood and stuff like that. And then later I watched my sister, Tommy and, and her husband, Matt, uh, buy and sell two homes and eventually build their own home. And I just knew that that was something that I, that I wanted uh, to do. And it really came to a head when my husband and I bought our first home. And I just remember that feeling of sitting there at the title company, signing that paperwork, thinking, I can't believe somebody's given us a house. It was such a cool <laughs> feeling. And I said, that's it. This is what I want to do. Uh, so at the time we decided that, you know, we would put my dreams of real estate on the back burner um, because it's not a consistent income. Um, so I, I did property management for 11 years and then I took some time off to raise the babies um, and then decided to give this a, a good haul because I wanted to help people experience that, that, that feeling of, of joy and just, um, pride for, you know, for doing that. Um, so I, I guess about a little over eight years ago, we had the conversation. I was about to start taking my classes and we found out we were going to have a third baby, um, which was not in our plans. Um, and I was pretty far along 
And um, we quickly learned that he would be born with Down syndrome and that it was a lot of doom and gloom. He's going to be so sick and this and that. So we thought, well, gosh, I probably shouldn't start real estate if we're going to have this, you know, this sick baby. So uh, Nolan was born. He does rock an extra chromosome. He was not a sick baby. And uh, when he was about six months old, I um, joined, not really joined, but I was helping a local agent kind of on the back end with some of her stuff. Um, and then I quickly, after about three months, I was like, I can totally do this. And I started taking my classes wow. and uh, passed my exam on February 19th, 2018. And two weeks later, I had my first people under contract. Wow. Well, that's, that's pretty significant. Can I ask where that, where that, where those people came from? They were friends of ours. I started when I started um, when I signed up to take my online classes, I immediately started planting the seed. And I knew of a couple of friends that had expressed making a real estate move at about the time I had said I would be done my licensing. And okay. I just went to them and I said, here's what I'm doing. I would love the opportunity. Um, and I think my property management background definitely gave them some peace of mind mm. um, with working with a new agent. So I helped them buy their next home and then sell their home in Parkville. And then a friend of mine that I used to work with um, in property management, I helped her and her husband buy their first home. And then a friend of ours, I helped them rent, sell and buy wow. all within the first three months. That's pretty significant. Yeah. yeah. Well done, you. Thanks. That's really I've never looked back. So it's <laughs> in great sense. It has been. It, it definitely has. So when I know you have the three kids and I know you have your husband. So when you have time for a little downtime in this business, what do you like to do? Oh, what's downtime? Uh, no, we, <laughs> we're a pretty busy family. My um, my oldest was born with a uh, with a ball in his hand, um, so he's always been in sports. And um, about two years ago, I kind of dabbled in golf a little bit with my husband here and there. Um, but about two years ago, my oldest started golfing, and mm. he's really good. He's very very good. And he's now, he decided not to play soccer and baseball in high school and he's golfing. Really? Um, okay. So he's on the golf team at Patterson Mill. He's a sophomore this year. And um, as a, I would say part family, my daughter's not on board with golfing, um, but my husband, my oldest and I will golf and my youngest Nolan um, loves to go to the um, golf course and, and ride around in the golf cart. So we kind of I'm make sure. it up make it a family thing. And uh, so we do do that when I have a little bit of downtime. Um, I'd like to be better at golf, maybe mm -hmm. with my son and my husband a little better. Uh -huh. um, but I do like to work out. Um, I love F45. Um, it's a new gym here in Bel Air that I oh, just- yeah. We have um, one down here too. Love it, love it, love it. Same owners. Um, oh, and okay. um, yeah, just spending time with friends and family. I like to host- um, monthly LRC nights for the ladies in the neighborhood or friends from, from other neighborhoods. So. Oh, I love that. What a great idea. Yeah. yeah My neighborhood just fun. started doing something like that. And it's the walkers in the neighborhood that started that. And they, she just knows everybody from walking and knows everybody's by their dogs and, yeah. and starts having a little happy hour on the water. So it's all tiki bar happy hours uh, once a month. 
And it is so nice because we're right in, you're right in your neighborhood, you're right in your backyard, you just walk over, bring a dish. And it's fun. That's exactly what we do. That's exactly everybody brings, you know, their their choice of drink and, and something to share food wise. And we just usually have a, a really good time. So that's awesome. Yeah. But so I wanted to talk a little bit about um, your business. Mm-hmm. And so the first question is, do you have a business coach or a mentor that you work with and utilize a specific kind of program? I, I'm going to um, give a shout out to my brokerage here with this. So um, one of the things that American Premier Realty offers their agents is free coaching through Tom Ferry. Um, you have the opportunity. There's one to three sessions a week. It's a set time every week. So you can plan your schedule around it. And I am telling you, um, it is it. You can really reap the benefits if you do what they're saying. Mm-hmm you will see um, a, a return on your on your own business. So that is super helpful. I do have a social media coach, Todd Collins, um, very straightforward. He and I actually grew up together. Um, so he, we know each other on a personal level. Um, I'm actually, I haven't posted yet today and I'm surprised he's not blowing up my phone. So he holds, <laughs> we meet every week and he holds me accountable. Um, and has really helped me with the with my social media presence. Um, and then, of course, just the agents in my office, of course, my team, um, Laura Snyder and the other agents, Amy and Tracy, they're amazing. And we just are constantly bouncing ideas and are, you know, venting and because real estate's forever changing. So we're constantly yep. pivoting and shifting. Depending Absolutely. On. I, I, I really think we're successful because of the support system. Mm-hmm in our team and in our brokerage. And I know, I know not all agents have that. Yes, you're right there. I can tell you from the ones that I have been speaking to. Um, I'm I'm seeing that as well. Uh, Another question that what your conversation just leads me to ask is I know that, and we know that the market's been down and Maryland Realtor says about 22% year over year. And we're in August right now as we record the end of August. Um, what have you been doing in the last 12 months uh, to keep that 22% at bay and have a successful business at this time? It's really just being consistent in, in, in my presence. Um, and also just consistent follow-up and phone calls and putting myself out there. Um, I would say the biggest change for me um, is I had investors that I had been working with um, on the large scale. We were doing a lot of business together, um, but they, because of the amount of volume that they were doing, it was taking up a lot of my time, which prevented me from really being able to work with buyers and sellers. Mm-hmm. That's the heart of my business. Yeah. Um, so I, I I had to kind of like let the, after our last big deal, I kind of had to let them go because I, I was, the amount of time that I was putting into them, yes, it was paying off, but it, it, it was almost like they were my only client for a mm. long period of time. Um, and that's just not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I let them go. Um, 
and it freed up a lot more time. So the beginning of the year was really slow for me. Quarter one is usually pretty busy for mm -hmm. me. This year it was not, um, but it's because the last half of last year, I was so focused on all of their stuff. I mean, we did 42 transactions That's a lot in a seven month period. Um, so that took away of my, you know, from some of my lead generation daily, you know, items that I was doing. So, um, it's really, you know, to be successful in any market, you have to stay consistent. You have to be okay with no, and mm -hmm. you just put yourself out there. It's, it's a daily, it's a daily task that you have to do. So now that leads me to another uh, question is what does your daily success plan look like when like when from the time you get up to the time you get into work to the time you if you will clock out um, or turn on the other hat the other put on the other hat as mom um, what are the things that you do every day to set yourself up and your business okay so a perfect day because in real estate, the perfectly laid plans often get shifted sure. around. A perfect day to me is waking up at about five, get to the gym at six, get home by 6.50, help finish getting everybody out the door by 8.20, get ready for my day, spend that first hour maybe just reviewing emails that have come through overnight, then spend a good two hours making those calls, sending those postcards, those notes, things like that for, you know, lead generation. Then, then um, focusing on going through everybody that I have under contract to make sure that everything is moving along, make sure that nothing is missed with, you know, compliance or anything like that. And then later in the day, early evening um, appointments. That's a perfect day. Mm -hmm. You often have times where you have sellers and buyers who have to meet at 9.30 in the morning or, um, you know, you have home inspections or appraisers to meet. So I've learned that while I am a very first this, second this, like you have to be flexible. Yeah. The only thing that I will not do on the go is my phone calls because if I'm driving, one, I can't write notes. Mm -hmm. and I'm distracted by other things. My my big thing every day is when I'm talking with somebody, I want them to feel that they have my undivided attention. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. That's that's very that's very insightful. Uh, when you are making your calls, postcards, and notes, who are they to? Uh, past clients, um, people that I'm currently working with, um, and future clients. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. I'm just making notes. Sure. Uh, just understanding how everybody does their business. I'm, I'm a little bit excited by that. Um, a data, I'm a data person. <laughs> so if we look over the last 12 months, and I understand that you're getting out of that investor business, in that last 12 months, where did your production come from? Did it come from past clients, referrals, repeat business? Did it come from, uh, we understand a portion of it did come from the investor business, uh, leads, uh, friends and family. Do, do you know your breakdown? 
Yeah, I don't know my exact breakdown. I have not looked at that for this year, but I will tell you. So I'm still not completely out of the investor, um, just on a much smaller scale. The investors that I currently am working with aren't doing, you know, five million in volume at one time. Okay. Um, so I still help my investors. Um, but I would say as a team, a lot, I mean, because you know, Laura, Laura's name is, is pretty well known. And so a lot of our team business comes from past clients, for sure. Okay. Uh, and because I've been now in the business for five and a half years, I and my own personal referral business is definitely, definitely picking up. Good. Yeah. And I'm starting to get a lot of um, good leads from social media, too. Oh, wow. Congratulations. I know that that is new for you. Yes. Conversation. Um, so yeah, which leads to business. So. Oh, yes. Well, congratulations on that. And uh, give Todd a hot five for. Um, I will. What <laughs> I tell him all the time. <laughs> that is yeah. really excellent. Oh, yeah. I know that sometimes that in our industry, we hear the things on the news and it saddens us and we hear how horrible things are. Uh, and we hear that, you know, the whole reason for the podcast is I heard that, you know, I'd been speaking to agents and they were getting out of the business, uh, loan officers too. And that just made me sad that instead of doubling down on efforts, they were giving up. And so I hope part of this po podcast is to provide light to those individuals um, so that they hear that, you know, there are people out here that are being successful and that uh, whatever success looks like, right, it looks different to all of us. But right. there's certain things that they could do in order to have different results. How do you keep in that mindset? How do you keep positive? And how do you keep away from that negative um, stories that are always out there? I think I've just conditioned my brain to shut it off. I love know? that. Because depending what news outlet you listen to, it's going to be different, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can only go by my own personal experience with my real life clients that I'm working with right now. You know, um, yeah, interest rates are up, but it's all cyclical, right? Like it's, you know, it might go up a little bit more, but it's going to come back down. They're mm -hmm. not going to stay where they are forever. Um, you know, and people are always having to sell and buy or rent, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, I have rental clients too. So I just like to have honest conversations. I'll I'll share a story from last night. I have um, first Thank time buyers, and we have found a house that they are contemplating putting an offer in, but it's at the top of their budget, and it's an older house. It's dated, so it's going to need a little. It's very well maintained. They can clean it and move right in. Everything works, you know. But I said to them, "What's your long term goal?" Well, we'd like to be in Oregon in three to five years, and I said then why stretch your budget right now? That doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't make sense to go to the top of your budget on something that's going to need updating to then turn around and, and sell it or rent it in three to five years. So lower your budget. Let's go to kind of the bottom of the budget. That way in, in three to five years, we either rent it or you can sell it. It just depends on the market at that time. You know, I said, you know, not, nobody has a crystal ball. I don't know what it's going to look like in three to five years. I wish that I did because I'd be a rich woman. Mm -hmm. um, 
but they appreciated that insight. And I think me telling them, because they know I'm commission-based, commission right? Mm -hmm. So for me to say, no, I think we should reduce what we're looking at by 75,000. I think it kind of like, they were very grateful for that, you know? And I said, you might have to hold off on that dream of having chickens until you get to Oregon, if we're gonna lower that price. I said, right. that dream is a want, it's not a need. You need yes. bedroom, you need a working kitchen, you need at least one working bathroom. So, you know. I love that story. That is so important in this, um, in this time. Um, I know is. that we're always worried about compliance and saying the right thing. And uh, my kind of go-to saying, uh, when I'm talking to somebody is, if you were my sister, yep. this is what I would tell my sister to do. Because, right, we, there's certain things that we can and cannot say. But if I was talking to my sister, this is how I would tell my sister to, this is how I would explain it to her. Um, because you want people to get that information and to open their eyes to that. Uh, so very important. Thank yeah. you for sharing that story. Well, everybody, like, don't, don't push yourself, like don't live, don't go to your max of approval. I mean, if you're gonna, if you absolutely love the house, if you're planning to be there 10 to 15 years, mm -hmm. go all in. But oh, if yeah. you're not, don't do that. Oh yeah, definitely. It, it just doesn't make financial, it's just not a financially sound decision. At the end of the day, I, I said to them, I, I said, listen, you're my boss, I'm gonna do whatever you tell me to do, but you asked. Yes. You know. So. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> so what kind of goals now that we're recording the end of August, uh, 2023, what kind of goals do you have for yourself for the last four months of the year? So I know I look at my goals a little differently than what I think most agents do. Most agents say I'm going to do, I have a, um, a, a goal of doing X amount of dollars in volume or so many sales, right? For me, I know that I need to be consistently working with a minimum of four to six people at a time, meaning four to six people under contract, about to list their house, or actively looking to buy a house. Ideally, I like to be more in that seven to 12 people range. Mm -hmm but I'm comfortable if I'm at a four to six. So, and with it coming towards the end of the year, I'm probably going to be more in that four to six person, you know, range. I love that way of looking at it because you're not focusing as much on, if you will, the production you are, but you're not, but you're mostly looking at how many families you can help at one yes. time. Yes. And, and yep. still in order to have that work-life balance with your three children and all the activities that come along with being married and having children. So I like that way of, of viewing it. I really do. And I, and it, and I probably, it wasn't probably until about seven months ago that I really shifted my mindset mm -hmm. to look at my goals that way, because I was so fixated on the numbers, but what I was finding because of the the market and the way that it is, um, you know, people that were looking in those higher price ranges are now looking in those lower price range. So I'm like, right. why am I setting a volume, you know, X amount of dollars as my ultimate goal? I really should be focusing more on just how many do I want to help, you know, yes. or am I capable of, of serving fully in order to help? And I know like for my family, if I have a minimum of that four to six, 
then I'm able to provide for my family, regardless of their price point. That is wonderful. And and that was very insightful catalyst of seeing that the market turn and how to change your mindset to stay positive yeah. and to change it at, at, as well as to um, be helping other people with that mindset and in taking the you're serving rather than being of serve. You know, you're always being yes. of service, which is so very important. Because, uh, you know, I mean, these, you know, I mean, I've got buyers that were looking when the when the interest rates were lower and, and we just weren't able to find anything that they wanted to go after. Well, now the rates are a little bit higher. So it's, you know, they they have to kind of lower what their expectations are, which usually means a lower price point, you know, something that needs more cosmetic updating, which is fine. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong. My husband and I did that. <laughs> so, <laughs> You know, um, but I think it's, you know, I think it's important just to kind of, you know, constantly look at what's happening. You know, I really let, I don't even really let the market dictate how I operate. I let my clients and their mm. needs and wants to kind of, you know, um, help me align with how my day needs to go and how my mindset needs to be. That is fabulous. That is fabulous. So if these, the agents and the industry professionals that are on here listening to this podcast, and they are saying, I have a cousin that was thinking about getting into the real estate market. Are you open to that conversation? And if so, how should those people reach out to you? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. (laughs) So it's what they'll like about you. If you want me to tell 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 you that it's that it's easy and it's a walk in the park and you're going to have all this control over your schedule and your time, then I wouldn't even waste your time, right? Right. Yes, absolutely. I'm always willing to have a conversation with people thinking about getting in the industry or newer agents who just maybe aren't getting the momentum going. Um, and yeah, they can call, text, email. Okay. And what number would you like them to reach out to you at? Uh, my cell phone is always the best way to reach me, 410-790-2061. Okay. Beth, thank you so very much for taking the time out of your busy schedule and allowing us to have this conversation. I am super grateful to you. Oh, thank you. Well, thanks for the invite. Yeah. Absolutely. And for those that are listening, please do me two big favors is one, forward this podcast whichever platform you're listening to it on, to two of your friends that you know could use a little bit of light in their day about this market and about their uh, where we are. Number two, I would love you to leave an honest review on whichever platform you're listening on um, or watching on so that we can see and we can get the news out to as many of the Maryland realtors as possible. Thank you all for tuning in. And until next week, have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. We'd like to ask you two favors. Number one, forward this podcast to three of your favorite realtor friends. They'll thank you for it, and I'll thank you for it too. Number two, we'd love reviews. It helps get the word out. 